When I first wrote the introduction to this story, I described a beautiful map with flowery writing made by English explorers. And when I gave the introduction to Anacostia Unmapped contributor John Johnson, he said he would definitely change the word beautiful. It took me a while to understand. John did not see any beauty in the first known map of Anacostia. He saw foreboding and destruction. Here's John Johnson with more. Imagine the map, commissioned by English settler Captain John Smith in 1608. He sailed up the Chesapeake Bay and then into the eastern branch of the Potomac. We call that Anacostia River now. Captain Smith took elaborate notes of these so-called new lands. There are native names inked around the hills, Nakashtank. Men tried to say this Indian word. It came out reshaped, Nakastin, Anacostin, and now Anacostia. The explorers wrote about the river thick with sturgeon and duck. Trees shaded forests with bison, deer, bear, and beaver. The Nakashtank Indians had chosen this place for their community, and they were thriving there when John Smith arrived. So at first, you know the story, at first things went well, bring food and water to the men in the ships. The English offered medals for trade and soon alcohol. Within decades, the settlers controlled the land, the game, everything. They were the first gentrifiers. The Anacostia Indians retreated into an island in the Potomac. We call it Roosevelt Island. That was their last known community. The tribe is officially extinct. Sit down with a friend of mine in Anacostia, Jason Anderson. He spent hours researching his family's roots and the tribe. I have an ancient connection to this region uh, that goes back to the Nakachtank tribe. I'm a descendant of that tribe. And so uh, I have a, a personal connection to this, this area, this region. And um, so it is not only my community, my current community, it is my ancient community also. Many times when native people or indigenous people are removed from their land or mass murdered or gentrified or just uh, um, eliminated, many of the elders or the tribesmen or the, uh, the shamans have spiritual rituals that would uh, ensure that their legacy be held held uh, held up and remembered and you know they, there are assigned missions for certain spirits to come back and I, I don't want to say like uh, finish but to definitely come back to represent all that was lost or that was taken from that tribe uh, I am the uh manifestation of uh, some of those prayers and some of those rituals um, that were conducted during our extermination. So in, in, in layman's terms, it would be hard for me to articulate a way for, for a normal person to understand, like, how could this, this man in 2016 be from a native ancient tribe from 
you know, thousands of years ago and have his connection. So that is what I cannot prove to you in this physical dimension. So um, I, I just just let me just kind of summarize what you're saying from my understanding. You're saying like the spirit doesn't die, whether the people, have, the physical people have been removed, the spirit doesn't die and the spirit can live forever and can live within people. Is correct. That, but, you know, it's, it's even a little bit more streamlined than that. But yes, okay. what I'm you're just, saying just to, is like definitely yes. It's hard to know much about a culture when everything has been wiped out. But Jason has learned to hear history in the wind, down at the river, on the grasses. That's the map we all need to find so we can navigate the change. John Johnson speaking with Jason Anderson. Anacostia Unmapped is a project of Localore, Finding America, a national production from AIR, the Association of Independence and Radio. And we have funding from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. I'm Katie Davis.